Hello, Royals fans. This is Jacob Millick, your host of the Royals Rundown Podcast, here with the second Royals recap episode of the 2023 season. And I really wish I had better news for you guys, but uh, if you were watching today's game, you know where this episode is going to go. But first, before we get started, please go check out the game wrap-up on RoyalsReview.com. That is also available on Royals Review Twitter and on Facebook. And later on in the show, we will have some clips courtesy of Bally's Kansas City from manager Matt Quatrero and other players with their post-game reactions to the second loss of the 2023 season. All right, Royals fans, here comes the bad news. So Kansas City did drop their second game of the season today to the Minnesota Twins by the same score, 2-0. to zero. It is now two games into the season, and the Royals have not scored a single run. That is the first time, the very first time that has happened in Kansas City Royals history. Okay, like we've seen some bad starts, but at least the team can get on the board. And frankly, it's not looking too good right now. If we were judging off of just the first two games of this of the year, I would uh, I'd be packing up my my Royals gear and uh, just putting it in the closet again. But we're not. There's still 160 games left to go, so there is that. And I do want to point out the very first time the Royals only scored like two runs in a season, which is the which was the previous lowest was in 1985 and they won the world series i'm not saying this team is going to win the world series but sometimes even teams that end up having a good season or even a great season they just start slow i i can't tell you what it is maybe is it the opponent is it is it the team itself is it a combination of both it's hard to tell right now but let's look at some of the good stuff from the past couple of games and that has been the pitching because let's be honest If you would have told me a couple of months ago that the Royals would have only surrendered four runs in their first two games, like across their first two games, I would be happy. I think that would be a great sign for what most people considered the weakest part of the 2023 Royals. We were all okay with, you know, the young lineup and even some of the questionable hitters, but we weren't sure about the rotation and we certainly weren't sure about the bullpen and the starting pitchers so far and the bullpen especially have been the best part of the 2023 Royals. You can go read more about how good Jordan Lyles was in his Royals debut today on RoyalsReview.com, but here are the stats. Five and a third innings pitched and he gave up just two runs, one earned, mind you, and he did have two strikeouts and two walks. You know, that's, you want to see more strikeouts. You don't want to see that many walks. That's, I think that's a wash in that opinion. And five hits allowed. Not a bad line at all. And then you follow it up with three and two thirds shutout innings. And both Taylor Clark and Aroldis Chapman strike out the side. That is, that is amazing. Like, I, I'm just so afraid that the bad batting start is going to overshadow how good the pitching has been so far. And frankly, maybe it maybe it deserves to. We're not we're not seeing historic stuff from the pitching so far, but it has been so good. And 
is just getting lost in in the shuffle of these bad batters. Like, okay, so courtesy of, of Kings of Kaufman, we we like to we got to give out our props where they're due. This is what history the Royals have set so far through two games. Zero runs, first time in Royals history, like I said. 0.105 batting average through two games, the worst in Kansas City history. Eight total bases, worst in Kansas City history. Six hits, worst in Kansas City history. 18 scoreless innings, the longest scoreless streak that the Royals have ever started a season out with. Like, there's just, and you know, I was, I was looking at it today, the, you know, the Royals, they've, they've been good at drawing walks so far in, in these two games. You know, they've, I think they've drawn 10 walks over the first two games and like that, that would be top 10 in franchise history. That would be like, that would be something that if even if the Royals were one and one and they had an even score differential or something like that, we would be talking about how good these young hitters are at drawing walks and how patient these hitters have been. Um, Fran Reyes, I I want to give props to him because he had a three strikeout opening day. I was not impressed with him at all. And then you know he did have two strikeouts today, but he also drew two walks. Like that's the that's the balance that you wanted with Framil Reyes a little bit. Um, MJ Melendez drew a walk. Vinny Pascantino drew a walk. Nicky Lopez drew a walk today against the Twins. Like it's there are good things about this team, but at the end of the day, and rightfully so, what fans are gonna see is the box score. And what they are going to see are big old zeros. And that is not okay. Like that's that's not okay at all. And it's it's just it is very hard to not have a harder knee-jerk reaction to these first two games. Especially especially after such a great fan turnout at opening day. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the fan turnout for um for today's game, so you you have to excuse me on that. I'll probably have that number here here in a little bit. But there was what everyone was hanging their hat on for the 2023 Royals was hey, we're going to see these young Hitters, H-I-T-T-E-R-S, hitters, progress in 2023. We're going to see them come into their own like we did in the early 2010s. We're going to see steps forward. And it's going to, you know, it might not reflect in the win column. That's what we're focusing on. We were, I think a lot of folks were okay with a 75, 70 win season somewhere in there as long as it was paired with great individual progress from the players that you want to see it from, from the future core of the Kansas City Royals. Guys like Bobby Wood Jr., Vinny Pascantino, MJ Melendez. And it's just, it's just not, 
happening yet. And I will, I'll say this. So I was, I was, you know, a little critical on, on social media and frankly, but not even that critical. I was just pointing out the stats that were, that were already there. And the most common comeback, I guess is the way to put it was, Oh, well, at least they're hitting the ball hard. Oh, well, Hey, at least they're getting good contact, things like that. I don't, frankly, I don't care. Okay. I know it has to eventually translate into hits and into runs and things like that. But when you're 0 for 14 with runners in scoring position across two games, that's you can keep all those hard hit balls because if they're hit straight straight to second base or straight to the shortstop, they don't count for diddly squat. Just ask Vinny Pascantino out there throwing his helmet down on the ground after running through first base. And then what? He comes up in the eighth. He goes down swinging. And he's just out there swinging mad. Okay, that is that is the sort of stuff that we're gonna see from a young team. We're gonna see the passion. We're gonna see the frustration. We're gonna see things like that. But hard hit doesn't equal hits. It just means more unlucky out, I guess, if you will. So, yeah, Royals lose 2-0 to the Twins once again. We will have, we'll set up the preview for Sunday's game with Brad Keller getting the start later on in the show. But I do want to pivot to some more of the good things that we saw from the Royals on Saturday afternoon. And one that really stands out to me, not a whole lot of folks are, are gonna like it because we don't like him as a person and that's that's absolutely fair. But a role this Chapman coming in the ninth inning, doing great stuff. I really, I really enjoyed watching him go out there and deal. He threw 13 pitches, got three strikeouts, and honestly, like that's that, that's what you want. That's what you want from him. And I know the Royals did pay him a pay him a good amount. It's not like he's on a minor league deal or anything like that. But he comes in and he has all he, he has the twelve hardest pitches in the game. If I'm looking that correctly, excuse me. Yes, he has the top 12, 12 of his thirteen pitches. We're above 98.4 miles an hour. And he had four pitches above 100. And that's that's all you want from Aroldis Chapman. I think it's crazy that I know the Royals haven't been in any high leverage situations yet with how the bats have been. But think about it. We haven't even seen Scott Barlow appear yet. And, you know, that's not a jumping pad for, oh, is he healthier? Oh, are the Royals trading him? Are they worried about him? No. Mac Quattrero talked about it before the game today. He talked about it with the lineup. And you have to think that that strategy stretches to the pitchers as well. He talked about, hey, I want to get everyone in there when I can. 
because this is the first series of the year. You want everyone to knock out those opening day jitters, those debut jitters, whatever it could be. You want them to start off the 2023 season not as an afterthought, but present, I guess is probably the way to put it. The The only batters who haven't appeared for the Royals yet are Matt Duffy and Jackie Bradley Jr., which I'm a little surprised Jackie Bradley Jr. hasn't started yet. I, we all really expected Matt Duffy to be a bench guy coming in 2023 season. That's him not playing is not the problem or even integral to any success that the 2023 Royals will have. Okay, I I understand Q's desire to get everyone in the first series of the season. And frankly, I don't know if that's been to a detriment to the Royals so far, because let's be honest, it's it's not just one or two guys that are not producing. It is it is a handful of them. And we only have nine folks in a lineup. That is an issue. Okay, so we are going to take a quick ad break. On the other side of that, we will have some clips from manager Matt Cotrero and more courtesy of Bally Sports. Stay tuned. And we are back here on the Royals recap presented by Royals Review. First, let's go and hear from Matt Cotrero after the two to nothing loss on Saturday to the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, it was good. I mean, early on, he, you know, the first batter, you know, it looked like his sights were a little off, but his stuff was good. His mix was good. Um, I thought he got some good curveballs below the bats. And, you know, overall, he couldn't ask for, couldn't ask for much more. Well, first of all, they were throwing some good arms at us. And from what I could tell today, Sonny Gray, you know, you saw how many balls bounced. I mean, he kept the ball down. He was working the corners. Um, you know, I thought we swung the bats pretty well today overall. There were some there were some pretty well hit balls that they ran down or were right at guys. So it, w- it wasn't as bad as the line probably looks. And I thought, you know, you got to tip their tip your hat to their pitchers too. I tell you, with the Yeah, he said he was not alert to the pitcher at eight seconds. So he called us, you know, that's an automatic strike if the hitter is not alert to the pitcher. That was a key situation. Obviously, bases loaded. That it's tough to get into a spot where you're 0 1, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Araldis in the ninth inning, man, they had him at 102.5. Is that what you were seeing in the spring? He got up over 100 once. You know, he's pretty fresh. He hasn't pitched in a game in. I don't know, seven or eight days probably. So he's probably feeling pretty good, but that that was pretty impressive. Your whole bullpen, really. I mean, that was just a lot of strikeouts, and you had to be pretty happy with that. Yeah, the Arbs came in and, you know, was super efficient. I mean, he threw four pitches that first inning, and I think the next inning maybe threw six or seven, you know. And then Taylor struck out the side, Chapman. Yeah, I mean, it was well-pitched game on both sides. How do you deal with what has to be a level of frustration in the room right now? I mean, again, is it something you have to address in any way directly, or how do you how do you go about it in this moment? No, these guys—they're working hard. They're, you know, they're they're prepared. We're going to break through. We're going to score runs. These guys can hit. It's not a. It's definitely not a team meeting thing or a, a panic thing at all. You know, they're 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 going to they're going to score runs. What do you think of Bobby's decision to go to third there in the sixth? 
Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you just get the out, get the out, and that's what we talked about. You get the out, and especially knowing the runner. Buxton, he is right in front of him. It looked like, you know, we got a shot at him, but Buxton's one of, if not the fastest guys in the league. He makes things happen on the bases. Get the out, you get two outs and a guy on third, and we go from there. Not seeing the results offensively, but also seeing the losses there with a lot of the guys yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they squared some balls up. Even, you know, hit into a couple double plays that the, they were on the barrel. But, you know, sometimes those balls goes through and sometimes they don't. I mean, those guys are going to be frustrated. I'm not frustrated with it. And let's also hear from Kansas City Royals captain Salvador Perez on his thoughts following the second loss of the season. Hit the ball hard, a lot of time. Just try out. You know, it's part of the game. Uh, today's over. Flusher and coming tomorrow, trying to win the game tomorrow. How do you balance uh, wanting the results, obviously, but, and then seeing the exit? Ball? How do we balance with a team strong mentality? You know, pitch is doing pretty good, yeah. You know, hopefully they stay that way. Uh, if they stay that way, we're gonna we're gonna win some other games. You, know? you guys had some opportunities though, too, in the bases. Or you just yeah, we got some we got some opportunities too today. Um, it's part of the game, you know. We uh, I think we just, we trying to do it more, yeah. You know. Um, how close was that ball to get out in left field? Yeah, I think pretty close, yeah. I think it was close, yeah. One catching on Chapman? Yeah, I was found. You know, 203, I think 102, 101, 100, you know, couple 99. I was found, you know, and he worked. He was working in the season. He wanted to be like the same guy when he got called up. So I think he's ready for this year. For this year. Pitch comp today, just a couple times. What was a few times you guys had a swap out? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't work, I think. Uh, I don't hear anything, so that's why I call timeout. Uh, Jordan and Grinky, Jarbra, they call their own pitchers. So it's kind of, you know, what I said in the meeting before. In the meeting, that's kind of easy for me. You need to get ready for it. 